Good Sunday Morning Lighthouse. Isa pong karangalan ang maghatid ng salita ng Panginoon para sa ating lahat ngayong linggong ito. But before we begin, look at the person beside you kung meron kang katabi. Ngitian mo naman. Smile to the person beside you. Masyado na pong seryoso ang ating mundo. And so the joy of the Lord should always manifest in us. Amen? Hayaan niyo pong pasalamatan ko muna, Pastor Jojo, Pastor Maki, Pastor Toto, for ministering to us a while ago. And allow me also to greet the region's family. Uh, some of them have recently celebrated their anniversary. Lighthouse Newport Pasay nag-celebrate po sila ng 19 years under Pastor Jomel. And then up in the north, Lighthouse Kirino, five years naman under Pastor Marfil. Sa Dumaguete po today, Pastor AJ is also celebrating 14 years of existence ng ating Lighthouse. Pagpapala po ang hatid natin at katagumpayan sa inyong ministeryo. Let us begin with a short prayer. Lord, we submit to you this moment. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us in your most powerful way and by the authority of your words. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tayo po ay patuloy na nagahayag ng mensahe galing sa mga libro ng Biblia. And today, this is an exposition of the book of Haggai, and the title of this message is The God of Priority. Simulan po natin. Ang libro po ng Haggai ay uh, ibinigay ang authorship sa kanya, the prophet himself, Haggai, which means festival. And very ironic po ito dahil wala namang festivities or wala namang celebration na makikita in the two chapters of the book of Haggai. Siguro pag natapos na at sumunod na ang mga Israelita magkakaroon na ng celebration. The date of prophecy is 520 BC. This is very precise because it is mentioned in Haggai 1.1, the second year of King Darius of Persia. Ang kanyang pong mga contemporary are the prophets Zechariah and Ezra. Sila po ay nag-overlap. In fact, magkasama si Haggai at saka si, si Zechariah in the book of Ezra when they were dedicating the foundation of the temple. And so, contemporary po sila. The book is post-exilic. Ibig sabihin, ito pong mga Israelita, they were permitted to return to Jerusalem already after 70 years of exile in Babylon. And that is under the edict of King Cyrus of Persia. Tayo po ay magbabasa from Haggai, Haggai 1 verses 2 to 11. Let us read. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, The time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. 
Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You, you earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Ito po ang dahilan kung bakit ang Panginoon winidhold niya ang kanyang blessings. And if you will keep on reading, it says, Therefore, because you, the heavens, have withheld their dew, and the earth its crops, I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands. The Lord will add blessing in the reading of His words. Naalala ko po, ang isang awitin back in the 80s, ang sabi po ng kanta, ang kawawang cowboy, may baril, walang bala, may bulsa, wala namang pera, kalunos-lunos na kalagayan, mga kapatid. And that is what we can see here now uh, in this setup of the book of Haggai. Meron pong mga misplaced priorities ang mga Hudyo. Why? Because they are busy. Each of you is busy with your own house. Grabe po ang kanilang kabisihan that they have neglected the rebuilding of the temple of God. At ito po ang nagbigay ng kalungkutan sa ating Panginoon. Let us understand deeper. There are misplaced priorities. Nagbago ang kanilang mga prioridad. Some people, back in Babylon, chose not to return to Jerusalem. Hindi po sila sumama. Out of the almost 50,000 that returned to uh, Judah, to Jerusalem, thousand, libu-libu pa rin po ang naiwan sa Babylonia. Why? That is because they have already intermarried. Nagkaroon na sila ng mga anak doon. They have already made careers. They have children. And they were allowed to, you know, trade. Magkaroon ng business at magkaroon ng ikabubuhay. So ano ang naging priority nila? Their priority was their Babylonian home. To others naman, bakit nagbago ang kanilang priority? Others returned but were in vulnerable state. Ano pong nakalagay dyan? They were 60 years old, 70 years old, or even 80s. 
Yung mga bata pa po nung na-exile. Remember, 70 years silang na-exile in Babylon. And so, yung bata pa, kung ikaw ay 30 years old nung na-exile, matapos ang 70 years na pwede ka nang bumalik, 100 years old ka na, uugod-ugod ka na, wala ka ng lakas. So, itong mga batang ito na sinilang o bata pa nung nasa Babylon, pinabalik na sila. But they were old. Sila ay matanda na. At alam nyo naman po ang mga matatanda. And I'm speaking for myself sometimes. Medyo emotional, di po ba? Malamang nung pagbalik nila sa Judah, pagbalik nila sa Jerusalem, they were emotional, they were nostalgic. And you know, dito kami noon, naghahabulan. Dito nabuo ang aking kabataan. Dito ako nagkaroon ng, you know, interest. And then, dumating ang mga Babylonian and we were brought to the nation of Babylon. You know, medyo emo, emo po ang ating mga nagsibalikan. And they were subjected to, you know, uh, being a second-class citizen. Merong social inequality somehow dahil hindi naman sila Babylonians, right? So parang meron silang kalungkutan in that 70 years na nagpas and then sila ay bumalik. Kaibigan, nasimulan naman nila ang foundation. When they returned to Jerusalem, they've started, pero biglang tumigil. Why? Because of the next priority. Ano po yung priority na yun? There was opposition. Okay? There was oppositions. In Ezra 4, it would record that Samaritan oppositions wrote a letter to then-king, Artaxerxes, 17 years back from 520, around 537 BC. Ito pong mga, mga Samaritans na ito, dahil sila na ang nakatira sa Jerusalem at babalik na ang mga dating nananahan sa Judah, sa Jerusalem. And they were the ones living there at that present time. Siyempre, threatened sila, baka bawiin, right? Baka bawiin yung kanilang property. And so they made an, a request to, to the king saying, ito pong mga taga-Jerusalem na to, ito pong mga nagbalikan dito, they were rebellious people. Please stop the construction of the temple. Dahil pagka naitayo po ang templo at ang walls, maniwala po kayo. That's their uh, request to the king. They will become rebellious again. They will not pay the, the taxes to you and they will not be subjected to you. Why? Because they are rebellious people. Tingnan niyo po ang records, mahal na hari. And so that's what the king did. After that, the king released an edict, pinatigil ang paggawa ng templo. Minsan ganun ang jablo mga kapatid. Yung kasalanan mo nung nakaraan, napatawad ka na, pero ipapaalala pa rin sa'yo. Di ba gano'n ang trabaho ng Diablo? Ganyan ang uh, trabaho ng oposisyon. Ang dami pong issue. The actual return was a crushing disappointment. The returning exiles found Judah and Jerusalem a wilderness, a desolate city. Walang progress. Wala nang ano dahil napabayaan na. Meron pong naka-escape sa captivity but they have, don't have any system of progress. Kaya naman, nakakalungkot. Trust was somehow, mistrust or distrust was somehow very deep 
during those times. Even with Zerubbabel, na leader ng mga bumalik sa Jerusalem, sinasabi sa kanila, ikaw ay hindi naman taga rito. Doon kasi nilang sa Babylon. Anong right mo na maging governor in the city of Jerusalem or Judah? So marami pong opposition sa kanila. And of course, another misplaced priority is because of the complacency factor. Lumipas na ang mahabang panahon, right? And because of all the reasons that I have mentioned, no more motivation for them to build the temple, pursue the construction. Why? Because they were satisfied with how things were going for themselves. Pero ang katotohanan, mga kapatid, wala silang basbas dahil sira ang templo ng Diyos. Think about this. If you are the chosen, if you belong to the chosen people of God and you have no worship expression, there is no worship place, wala silang lugar ng panambahan. Tayo po may lugar naman ng panambahan, pero pinagbabawalan lang tayo. Huwag po kayong mag-alala, malapit na pong bumalik. Amen? For the meantime, continue to enjoy our online worship. Pero po, ang issue naman kasi dito, hindi sila nawalan, nawalan man sila ng panambahang lugar, lugar ng panambahan, pero yung kanilang paneled houses, yon ang kanilang prioritize. You were living in your paneled houses. Ano pong ibig sabihin ng paneled houses? Hindi po ito ordinary clay house ng mga Israelita. The cedar wood that was used in building that paneled house was costly. And imagine, you know, economically naghihirap na nga ang Jerusalem. Pero sila, merong paneled house. So ibig sabihin, meron talagang hindi tamang nangyayari. Their priorities have changed. Probably the reasons for the others uh, was self-preservation. Yun ang naging priority nila, kaya ayaw na nilang ma-involve sa pagtatayo ng templo. Why? Dahil edik or utos na ng hari ang pagpapabawal sa paggawa ng templo. And so, hindi naman sila pwedeng sumuway. But, let me say this, my friends. God has His own priority. My priority ang Diyos, mga kapatid. And that is to rebuild His temple. Three times in the passage that we have read, rebuild the Lord's house, verse 2. Bring down timber and build my house, verse 8. Because of my house, which remains a ruin, in verse 10. Sobrang priority ng Diyos ang kanyang templo. Amen? Tingnan po natin. Pakita ko lamang po, isang perspective of the Temple of Solomon, the first temple that was uh, uh, erected during the time of Solomon, right? Around 900 BC. Siguro po magandang tanong sa atin ngayon. Why is it that the temple was an important priority to God? Bakit nga ba napakahalaga nito? Bakit kailangang wag pabayaan? Okay. In Haggai 2.5, sinabi rin po ito ni Haggai, matapos niyang kausapin si Serubabel at si Joshua the priest, at ang sabi niya, you will have to rebuild the temple and do not be afraid because the Spirit of God is 
with you. Kasama nyo ang Spiritu ng Diyos. At ang utos na ito is part of, was part of the covenant. In fact, it is mentioned, this is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. Nag-refer si Hagay 900 years back. Okay? Pabalik, nine, alam ni Hagay ang kanyang history. Amen? Alam ni Hagay ang kanyang history. And so let, let me just show you a timeline para po mas ma-appreciate natin, you know, the importance of the temple. Okay, here we go. In the time of Moses, 1400 BC, the Lord had declared through Moses that one day, right, the Lord God, the Lord Himself would establish a place for the honoring of His name. And that is found in Deuteronomy 14 or even in 16. Okay? So, ano ang ginawa ng mga Israelita? They have built the tabernacle under the design of the Lord. So, ginawa muna nila ang tabernacle. But that was a temporary dwelling place. Because they were not yet settled in the land of promise, okay? At dahil mobile sila, kailangan tabernacle. Easy to build up and easy to break down as well. Pero hindi yun ang overall plan ng Lord. Because ang plano ng Diyos is a permanent dwelling place for Him to be honored. Alright? And so, nung panahon ni David, about, you know, 500 years Fast forward po tayo. Time of David and Solomon. The Lord God impressed upon the heart of David that for, for him to build a temple, it is recorded in 2 Samuel 7.2. Sabing ganun, uh, David spoke to Nathan, Here I am, living in a house of cedar. Okay, again, yung cedar wood andon. I am living in a house of cedar, yet, the ark of God remains in a tent. So parang hindi tama ang ganun. Right? And so, nag-initiate si David ng collection ng mga raw materials para gawin ang construction. But again, it was not him who will complete it. It was actually his son Solomon, right? That will complete the construction of the temple. Sa kanya binigay ang, you know, the blueprint of the design. And he was given the task to arrange for the labor, the construction. And it was completed after seven years. Pitong taon, and then the temple of God, his dwelling place, was constructed and finished. It was recorded, my friends, that the glory of the Lord descended on the temple in a form, in the form of cloud, right after King Solomon prayed his prayer of dedication. That is in 953 BC, the actual temple and the glory of the Lord. You know what? From that time on, the temple became a symbol of God's presence amongst His people. It is Yahweh, a tangible reminder that Yahweh was in covenant with the people of 
Israel. It was his physical, you know, cloud, the physical existence of God amongst the Hebraic community. Mga kapatid, the purpose of the temple, let me just lay it down. The purpose of the temple was for worship and honoring of the name of the Lord. Alright? But there, there was a deeper purpose for why the temple was erected. And this is it. The purpose of the temple, my friends, is to inspire real, actual, and, you know, physical, spiritual worship unto the Lord. But the point is to push the people of Israel, to prompt them, to give them the imperative of obeying the covenant agreement. Merong agreement ang Lord at ang mga Israelita. At daladala pa ito ni Moses when he went down in Mount Sinai, from Mount Sinai. At ito po ay inaasahan ng Diyos na masunod. But what happened? Hindi sumunod ang mga Israelita in the covenantal stipulations. Idolatry happened. From the leader down to the least member of the community, even the priests, mga kapatid, nakakalungkot po, and their failure to give social justice. Naalala ko lang, pagka yung dati pong pananampalataya na meron ako, pagka araw ng linggo, pupunta ka sa simbahan, magpapa-bless ka, pero ang motivation mo, so that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pwede ka na uling magkasala. And that's what happened in that temple. Ang templo po ay naging palamuti na lamang. A lucky charm, right? They will bring their sacrificial burnt offerings, but their hearts were far from the Lord. Mga kapatid, abominations unto the temple, uh, idolatry, even the markings ng walls, kung ano-ano pong pinaglalagay nila at pinagsusulat, idolatrous items were brought inside, led by the priest. And so because of that, the Lord said, I desire obedience and not sacrifice. Jeremiah, fast forward, 300 years, prophesied the destruction of the temple. Alright? He prophesied the destruction of the temple. Why? Because their hearts were far from the Lord. Later on, dear friends, Ezekiel himself, in chapters 8 and 10, in 591 BC, he saw the cloud that was first uh, made present in the temple, it departed from the temple, signifying God's disaffection and dismay towards the people of Israel because of their idolatry, because of their abominations unto the Lord. Ginawa po nila ang kanilang disrespect at ang kanilang kasalanan in the courtyard. Remember the story of Jesus when He came to the temple in Jerusalem and He overturned the tables. Why? Because the people there have made the house of prayer of God and made it into a den of robbers. Kaya galit na galit 
ang Panginoon. Mahalaga po sa ating Panginoon ang templo. Amen? And so Jeremiah's pronouncement prophesied the destruction, the glory of God departed in 591, and then in 587 BC, Jeremiah's prophecy was fulfilled. The temple destruction was fulfilled when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon destroyed the city of Jerusalem. Sinunog po niya lahat ng important buildings and establishments in Jerusalem, including the temple, the symbol of Yahweh's covenant with Israel. Sinunog po at winasak ni Haring Nebuchadnezzar. And so fast forward now, after more or less 70 years, right? The Hagay now is preaching in 520 BC, the rebuilding of the temple. Siya naman ngayon nagpipreach. Yung nawasak, i-rebuild natin. Teka muna. Pastor, winasak na nga eh. Bakit kailangang i-rebuild? Ano ba talaga, Lord? Di ba si Lord din ang nag-alaw ng pagkawasak? Yes. That's uh, somehow accurate dahil sa katigasan ng ulo ng mga Israelita. Eh, pero bakit? Bubuin uli. The message of Haggai to rebuild the temple is not to actually contradict Jeremiah's fulfilled prophecy. Pero alam niyo po ang dahilan. This is now the second chance. Our God is a God of second chances and more chances, right? This is now their chance to renew and to restore. Sabi natin kanina, rebuild the temple. So parang yung ating vision. Renew and restore the flow of God's covenantal blessings to Israel. Bakit? Kasi sinasabi ng Diyos, I know the plans I have for you. Yes, you have committed a violation against the you know, covenantal stipulations. Pero, I am compassionate. I know my plans. Okay? Kaya naman pagkakataon ito, sa inyo para maridim ninyo ang iyong sarili. Ako ay hindi tatalikod. Kayo ang tumalikod. That is why the reminder is the, rem- the, the, the reminder of, of God towards the people of Israel was give careful thought to your ways. Why? Because your ways in the past have brought you nothing but destruction. Binigyan sila ng pagkakataon ng Diyos to correct their ways. Magandang tanong lang. Hindi kaya ang pagkakataong ito ng pandemya ay paalala ng Diyos na maaring ang kanyang templo ay napapabayaan na? I will let that hanging na lang. Bahala na ang banal na spirito. But let us continue. Hagay now is tasked to encourage Zerubbabel and the people of Israel to rebuild the temple. Ano pong nangyari? So 587 BC, now 520, the temple was destroyed. Now rebuilding of the temple happened. Let me just lay this down. From their return to Jerusalem, the temple, the temple foundation was laid down in 537 BC. Because of the opposition, tumigil ito after a year. And then, the construction stopped for 16 years. Yung 16 years po na ito, dito na nag-build ng kanya-kanyang houses na magaganda, natirahan, natahanan ang mga taga-Israelita. 
okay, ang mga Israelita at hindi na nila inala, inalala ang templo ng Diyos. Buti na lang mga kapatid, Hegai or Hagai was successful in encouraging them because in 515 BC, the temple was completed. Praise the Lord. Right? The temple was completed in 515 BC. So, sabi nga nila, kung kukupitin mo raw, talagang 70 years yung exile and then the temple was re-established again. Right? Pero po, here's the caveat. Do you know that? Again, talking about the temple. Alam ko pong mahalaga ito. Pero 70 AD, during the New Testament time, the temple was burned again by the Roman people. Okay, by the Roman government nung sila na ang naghari sa Judah. So nawasak uli ang templo. Ano kayang implication nito sa atin ngayon? You will know in a while. But let me declare this now. God's priority in the setting of Haggai, right? God's temple was a big deal. Can you say those words? Big deal. Big deal po sa Panginoon. Priority. Major undertaking ang temple, mga kapatid. That's the reason why in the early church history or even in the medieval church history, in the Middle Ages, you know, cathedrals, chapels, churches have erected in many places in Europe. Why? Because the people of God continually perceive that the church is where the kingdom of God is represented. Nandoon ang presensya ng Diyos kung saan siya nananahan. Importante po, big deal sa Panginoon ang templo. Pero meron pa pong isang importante at alam kong kanino nyo pa gustong marinig ito. Importante ka rin, kapatid. Lalong-lalo ka na mananampalataya kay Kristo. Right? Because God's spiritual temple is also a big deal. Tayo na mga mananampalataya kay Kristo. Because Corinthians 6, 16 says, What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And as God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Kung noon po ang presensya ng Diyos ay nananahan sa pisikal na templo, ang presensya naman ng Diyos sa panahon natin ngayon ay nananahan din sa mga mananampalataya. I will live with them. I will live in you. You are the temple of the living God. Ano pong ibig sabihin ito mga kapatid? Hindi natin dapat pinapabayaan ang templo ng Diyos. Hindi lamang palamuti ang templo ng Diyos. Hindi pinapabayaan ang pisikal, lalo na ang isipiritual na templo ng ating Panginoon. That is where the Holy Spirit resides. Amen? Let me tell you a story, mga kapatid. A few days ago, I chatted with one of our elders, Tita Nora Bondok. Sabi ko po sa kanya, this coming Sunday, I will be preaching on the book of Haggai. And I remember the story of Brother Lino, the late Brother Lino, the great Lino Bondok, right? And his story was shared to me by Pastor Jojo about uh, in connection with their property. Sabi ko kay Tita Nora, in connection with your property in Tarlac then, 
when when Brother Lino was still alive, uh, buhay pa, right? And then uh, I said that uh, when when you guys prioritize the helping of prioritize helping a Christian community in Tarlac, you know the property, the farmland that was struggling before became productive and blessed. Sabi ko po kay Tita Nora, such was the message in Haggai that when we prioritize the temple of God, blessings will flow. Amen? So, sabi ko sa kanya, may I ask permission po to share the story of uh, Tito Lino and then uh, just to honor his memories and then, uh, you know, declare his uh, faith story. Nagpasalamat po ako. Sabi ni Tita Nora, it is an honor, Pastor, to, to share that story for God's glory. And so, sabi niya, dadagdagan ko pa ng detalye. Alright? And so, she told me the story. Sabi niya ganun, the farm, my friends, yung farm property na ito was burned by the NPA, the New People's Army, the, the rebel group, my friends. When it was being developed, sinunog ito ng mga NPA. Why? Because they were asking a revolutionary tax from the family, which Brother Lino did not give to them. Hindi siya bumigay, mga kapatid. Alam niyang hindi maganda yun. So they burned it. And here's the point. Yung property po na yun, for the development and for the purchase, it was loaned for 5 million. 5 million pesos po. Niloan nila. Right? And so, paano ni ito mag-ooperate? Sinira at sinunog ang kanilang farm. So, wala silang pang operations. And so, they were stressed. They prayed unto the Lord. Marami pong nag-advise kay Tito Lino at Tita Nora noon na, you know, just abandon your plan to develop the, that farmland. And of course, they did not relent. Right? One day, ayon kay Tita Nora, while... Brother Lino was playing with his, uh, you know, then boss. Uh, his boss, uh, they were playing golf at sabi ng boss niya sa kanya, we have this uncollected, uh, you know, uh, we have these collectibles from our client in our Guam operations. So, work that out, sabi kay Brother Lino, and uh, uh, I will give you your share uh, if you succeed in collecting. And so, trinabaho ni Tito Lino, ni Brother Lino, and so, you know, lo and behold, after the work of Brother Lino, meron po siyang commission. At tama po ang nasa isip nyo. Ang commission ay tumataginting na limang milyong piso. The exact amount enough to pay for their loan at the bank. So again, they were able to continue to operate the farmland, na sustain yung mga pangangailangan ng kanilang mga empleyado. But then, while the the farm was beginning to, you know, to grow. Ito na naman po ang NPA. Sinunog for the second time ang kanilang farmland. And at ito pa, hindi na lamang pagsunog, they were threatening to kidnap Brother Lino. So may threat na sa buhay ng pamilya. Again, nanalangin sila sa Panginoon. And Tita Nora shared, she remembered the prayer of Brother Lino. Lord, wala po akong gusto kundi ma-develop ito para makatulong sa community. Wala po akong gusto para kundi ma- makatulong sa aming syudad. Pero bakit po ganito ang nangyayari? 
And so the Lord impressed upon the heart of Brother Lino and Sister Nora. Sabi sa kanya, yes, you are taking care of the physical needs. How about the spiritual needs of these people? Tumatak po yun sa puso ni Brother Lino. And so one day, while he was, you know, walking around the perimeter of the farm, he chanced upon this old, unattended building na sinimulan ang construction at naitanong niya, ah, ano ba tong building na ito? Sabi ng mga tao dun sa paligid, Sir, that was supposed to be a Christian church. But because of lack of funds, hindi na naituloy ang pag-construct. And so, alam na po, Brother Lino, okay? Sabi ni Brother Lino, I will finance the, the construction of this temple of the Lord. And so, tinulungan niya yung mga tao, tinulungan niya yung pastor, nabuo ang bahay panambahan, and the church became the house of worship for the people in that area. At purihin ng Panginoon, natapos po ang kanilang project. Alam niyo po, ang tugon ng Panginoon who was working around, you know, the scenario, the, the, the background, God answered by strategically positioning the AFP or the military. Nagkaroon po ng military detachment near the farm. And so, napalayo ang mga NPA. No more extortion, no more threatening of uh, kidnap. You know, at according to Tita Nora, some of them were even killed in an encounter in the nearby mountains. You know, nakakatuwa po. Purihin natin ang Panginoon dahil tapat ang ating Diyos, lalo na sa mga prioritize ang kanyang ministry. Let me quote Tita Nora. Sabi niyang ganon, Pastor Leo, it just goes to show that if we give priority to God's purposes, blessings will flow. Amen? Can you type amen, mga kapatid? Amen. Purihin ang Panginoon sa buhay ni Brother Lino, sa buhay ni Tita Nora. At alam niyo po, sabi niya, the wonderful blessings bestowed on my love, sabi niya, hanggang ngayon, we continually enjoy even if He is gone for the last eight years. Ang pagpapala ng Diyos ay patuloy na nananahan sa kanila. Thank God for Brother Lino and Sister Nora for obeying the Lord to prioritize the temple. Thank God for Haggai. Thank God for Zerubbabel dahil tinapos nila ang construction. Why? Because God's temple is a priority. It is a big deal. Alam niyo po mga kapatid, sa context natin, dito sa Lighthouse, it has been our priority. I know the heart of our elders, the heart of Pastor Jojo, the national office, it has been our desire to build a lighthouse in every region of the Philippines and even lighthouses uh, uh, amongst the nation, right? So, in, in, in recent, ito po ang picture lang ni Brother Lino and Sister Nora. I just want to show this to you. But recently po, we have launched the I Am Lighthouse Builders. Hindi po natin pinapabayaan ang spiritual growth ng ating mga leaders, the community builders in the field, magmula norte hanggang south. Recently, we conducted in October 9, the Catalyst Wave Part 2, 
which is attended, which was attended by 305 church leaders all around the country. At nagturo po tayo ng theology, nagturo tayo ng leadership, nagturo tayo ng worship sa ating Panginoon. Dahil gusto natin silang magabayan sa gitna ng pandemya, kapatid, na sila ay magpatuloy sa ating Panginoon. Amen? And then, just recently, we have conducted the licensure examination for our pastors. More than 14, uh, you know, aspirants, church planters and pastors have taken the examination. At uh, purihin ng Panginoon dahil sila po ay naghahanda para sa paghayag ng Ebanghelyo. Amen? And that's what we do when we are a lighthouse builder. Ano pa po? Finally, just this October 15, I have sent Pastor Lawrence Laxina to do church planting in Lighthouse Katarman, Lighthouse Summer, mga kapatid. Ito po yung picture namin when I, I sent uh, Pastor Lawrence. Ayun uh, po ang kanyang fiancé. Iniwanan niya muna rito uh, si Ma'am Jarlene. And then ngayon po nagba-Bible study siya right at the home of uh, the mother of Sis Rose Baldo, si Mami Linda which uh, gusto pong batiin, lagi pong nakatutok sa lighthouse si Mami Linda at ang kanyang household. Nagba-Bible study po sila ron. Ngayon po ay gumagawa tayo ng church planting sa mga lugar na ito. Why? Because we believe, mga kapatid, we believe that church planting is crucial, especially nowadays. Merong pandemya. Maari pong may magsabi sa akin, this is not the time for you to do church planting because pandemic. And let me tell you, when is going to be the best time? For the last 2,000 years, sabi nga ni Bishop Pura, ang simbahan ng Diyos ay nasa pandemic na. Ngayon pa ba tayo titigil? In fact, Pastor Lawrence, he was the one who actually was pushing me. He was crying unto the Lord. Pastor, ipadala mo na ako. Naniniwala po ako ng buong puso, mga kapatid. Harvest is there. At hindi kailangang tumigil ang pagtatayo ng lighthouses right this very moment. And that's why whenever I ask for prayers and ask for support, I become emotional. Why? Kasi po naniniwala ako, gawain ng Panginoon ito na dapat hindi tumitigil anuman ang kalagayan natin. Pandemic or no pandemic, the temple of God should be taken care of spiritually and physically. Magtanim pa tayo ng lighthouses. Amen, mga kapatid? Amen. Purihin ang ating Panginoon because God's priority is His spiritual and physical temple. Another God's priority. And I will end with this last point. God's priority is to reestablish the covenant blessings. There is a deeper purpose for the temple and that is the covenant blessings. Merong covenant na ibinibigay ang ating Panginoon sa atin. Haggai 2, 13, 15, 18, and 19. It says, So it is with this people and this nation. In my sight, declares the Lord, whatever they do and whatever they offer there is defiled. Now give careful thought to this from this day on. Consider how things were before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. 
from this day on, from this 24th day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Give careful thought. Mag-isip, mga kapatid. In verse 19, from this day on, I will bless you. Ano pong sinasabi rito? There's blessing, my friends, both physical and spiritual, whenever we prioritize the reestablishment of God's covenant with us. Referring to the people of Israel before Haggai, before the exile, sabi nila, ang inoffer nila sa templo ay corrupted because of their sin. It was defiled. Now give careful thought. You have another chance now. I will, I am rebuilding. I am renewing. I am, you know, restoring now. I'm reestablishing my covenant. Why? Because I am compassionate. Matuto na kayo sa nakaraan. Give careful thought to your ways. My friends, dahil may gagawin ang Panginoon. Give careful thought to your ways. Alam niyo po, in Hebrews, pag-aralan lang po natin saglit, mabilis lang. It is, uh, in Hebrew, it is the word simu that explains it, consider. In fact, dalawang words po yan. Simu and lebabkem. Simu means to set to fix or to correct. Kailangan merong kang itama. Hindi ka lang magbibigay ng thought o ng careful thought. You have to do something to set and to fix something. And then lebabkem means uh, the inner man, the mind, the will, the heart. Kailangan mong itama ang iyong inner man, your mind. Naniniwala po tayo ang ating aksyon ay produkto ng ating mindset, ng ating mga belief system. And so therefore, kung gusto mong itama ang ways mo, itama mo the inner man in you. It is an imperative from the Lord. So anong ibig pong sabihin nito? Give for, careful thought means wag ka lang mag-isip. Tama na po ang pag-iisip. Alam ko pong ang pandemya ay talaga namang nagbigay sa atin ng napakahabang panahon para mag-isip-isip. Pero ang sabi rito, itama mo ang iyong mga gawi. Ayon sa pamantayan ng Diyos. Kung meron kang gagawin, meron kang basis. It is not your heart, it is not your mind, it is not your action. Kung meron kang itatama, bumalik ka sa precepts ng salita ng Diyos. At ito ang maging basehan mo sa iyong mga gawa. Dapat ang pamantayan, ang perspektiba ng Diyos, ang ating sinasalang-alang. I remember Bishop Pura again. Let me refer to him again. Meron pong mga panahon, kami nagkwekwentuhan at sasabihin ko sa kanya, alam mo pastor, ang ganda nitong uh, bagay na ito. Tapos ipapakita ko po sa kanya. Anything, makita ko lang na maganda. Tapos sasabihin niya, uh, maganda? Kaninong mata? Anong ibig mo sabihin kaninong mata? Eh baka sa mata mo, maganda. Sa mata ba ng Diyos, maganda? Sasabihin ko sa kanya, uwi na. Di ba? Kasi meron ka pa bang pwedeng sabihin doon? Pero may katotohanan po yung sinasabi niya. Kung sa lahat ng bagay, isasaalang-alang natin, kapatid, ang panuntunan ng Diyos, malamang iba ang kalagayan natin. Malamang mas magiging maganda ang ating kalagayan, mga kapatid. And so to sum it all up, in Hagay, God's priority is for people to correct their ways according to God's temple and covenant blessings. 
Amen? Temple and covenant blessings. Ano pong application natin dito? Kaibigan, dati ang init-init mo kay Lord. Dati sobrang, you know, pag sinaming si Lord, come on, let's go. Pero ngayon, nawala lang ang physical worship sa templo, nawala ka na rin. Why? Why is like that? Pastor, nag-online naman ako. Yes, maaaring nag-online ka and Sunday morning, right? Bubuksan mo yung cellphone mo, bubuksan mo yung tablet mo, ikiklik mo yung lighthouse button and you will start watching. Pero dahil nakahiga ka sa iyong komportabling kama, sa iyong kwarto, nakadim ang ilaw, maya-maya lang naghihilik ka na ulit. At pagkagising mo, closing prayer na ni Pastor Jojo. Nakakalungkot, ano po mga kapatid? Sasabihin mo, mamaya nga po na lang, may chance pa naman. Pero magiging busy ka na. Okay? Nakikinig ka ng salita ng Diyos. Ito po, let me give a testimony. My wife, Kathy, would always tell me, love, pagka nag-worship tayo, pwede ba tutok tayo? Kahit mag-CR lang po ko, pwede mag-CR lang saglit. Yeah, sige, go ahead. Pero pag nag-worship tayo, worship na tayo. Let us sit down and just listen and connect with people, connect with God, listen to His precepts. Lagi po niyang sinasabi yun. Hindi yung nag-worship ka, nakikinig ka ng online, naglalaba ka rin, nagluluto ka rin, nag-iisip ka sa negosyo mo, sa project mo, sa pupuntahan mo, sa lulutuin mo. My friends, can we just, can't we just focus for the next two hours and prioritize, you know, God and His message. Mahalaga po ito, mga kapatid. Hallelujah. Let me say this from the bottom of my heart. Ang biyaya ng salita ng Diyos ay hindi para sa Kanya. Salita niya na yun. Ang biyaya ng salita ng Diyos ay para sa mga nakikinig ng taimtim sa Kanya. Kasi pwede mo pong mapakinggan yan, pero lilipad lang. Pero kung nakatuon ka, nakafocus ka, in other words, that is your priority for the day. Maniwala ka kapatid, buhay ang salita ng Diyos. Papasok ito sa iyong puso. At ikaw ay magiging pagpapala. Anong sabi ng Panginoon? If you will just listen with the words that I have read, you are living on your paneled house while the temple of God is in ruins. Alam niyo po kung tatagalugin natin ito? Ito po ang ibig sabihin niyan. And let me illustrate it this way. Alagang-alaga mo ang iyong pisikal na katawan. Meron kang vitamins, meron kang lahat ng klase ng supplements, meron kang pang mukha, pang buhok, pang sapatos, pang damit. Everything ay para sa iyong katawan. Pag kumain ka sa isang buong araw, pitong beses. Meron kang breakfast, meron kang AM snack, meron kang lunch, may PM snack, may dinner, may supper. At dahil pandemic, may midnight snack pa. Pitong beses, pambihira, kaya tuloy nagtatabaan tayo. Pero, ang spiritual na templo mo, malnourish na kapatid. Bakit? Kasi two hours lang, hindi ka man lang makafocus sa ating Panginoon. Sasabihin mo, two hours ang haba naman ng service natin. Sa iba, 30 na lang. 
Kapatid, mahalaga po ang covenant. Pakikipagtipanan sa ating Panginoon. That's why consider your ways. Paulit-ulit itong sinabi ni Hagay. Give careful thought to your ways. At ang pag-iisip mo magbabago ng iyong gawa. Let me also strike a balance, by the way. Dahil lagi kong sinasabi, your ways. Okay? Mamaya maisip po natin yung sabi nga sa Bible school, the Pelagian view of salvation. Ano pong ibig sabihin yon Na ang ways mo ang magbibigay sa iyo ng kaligtasan, ang ways mo ang magbibigay sa iyo ng favor from the Lord. That is not what I'm talking about. Hindi po. Ano pong ibig sabihin ng, ng, ng ways dito? Kasi baka maisip natin ito ang magiging, you know, kaligtasan natin. Under the covenant in Christ, my friends, it is by grace through faith in Christ that we are saved, that we gain favor from God, not by our own works. Dahil walang sino mang makapagliligtas ng kanyang sarili. We are totally depraved. Amen? So an, saan pumapasok ang gawa? Produkto ito ng ating pananampalataya kay Kristo. That is right. Dahil kay Kristo. The historical redemption that was done by Jesus Christ. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Siya yung ipinahayag ng mga propeta. Siya yung namatay sa krus ng Kalbaryo para iligtas tayo sa ating kasalanan. Siya yung muling nabuhay, given the glorified body. Siya yung nag-ascend sa kalangitan. Si Kristo ang nag-ascend. At siya rin ang nagbigay ng kanyang banal na spirito sa mga mananampalataya to survive where we are right now. Right? At siya rin, mga kapatid, ang babalik in the parusya, in the second coming, to take what he, his own, to take his own. And that is you and me. Kapatid, kung kaya mong gawin ito, ikaw na. Pero kung hindi, let your work be a testimony of your faith in Christ. Amen? That is why kailangan may congruence. Congruence ng faith and practices. Anong klaseng faith dapat meron tayo? Faith that is anchored on the grace of God. At anong klaseng practices? Practices which are a byproduct of our faith in God. Pananampalataya na nakaangkla sa grasya lang ng Diyos. Pero gawa na resulta ng ating pananampalataya sa ating Panginoon. Purihin ng Panginoon pagka naunawaan po natin ito. This is the Augustinian, sabi nga nila sa Bible school, the Augustinian explanation, theology of salvation. That is Pauline salvation. Ito yung pinapahayag ni Apostol Pablo. Naalala ko po yung aking isang kaibigang pastor. Sabi po niya, Pastor, kailangan merong tatlong F para ikaw ay magtagumpay sa buhay. Ano yung unang F? Kailangan merong kang focus Focus sa salita ng Diyos. Kailangan, kailangan mo yan para magtagumpay ka. Yung pangalawang F, kailangan meron kang faith. Faith kay Kristo para ikaw ay magkaroon ng buhay na walang hanggan. At pag meron kang faith, meron kang focus, magkakaroon ka ng pangatlong F. Ano yun? Fanalo. Fanalo ka kay Kristo. Amen? <laughs> Falakfakan po tayo sa ating Panginoon. Hallelujah. Gusto ko lamang pong 
ma- maunawaan natin, kapatid, na napakahalaga ng templo at ng covenant. Amen? Bakit kay Kristo? Bakit kay Kristo? Because there's a messianic promise that tells about the, the, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Haggai 2, 21-23 tells Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. Here, my friends, Zerubbabel was the prototype of the Messiah. Yung mga salitang my servant, my signet ring, the, the chosen one, it refers to the Messiah. And since Zerubbabel came from the Davidic line, sa paanong paraan, through his grand, great-grandfather, King Jehoiachin, who, you know, survived the, the exile. He was the last king who survived the exile in Babylon, the same line, my friend, was also the lineage of Jesus Christ as mentioned in the book of Matthew and in Luke. My friends, bakit si Cristo? Jesus Christ provided the temple and the covenant blessing. John 2.19, Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple he had spoken was his body. In Hebrews 13.20, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Ang biyaya po ng templo at ng covenant ay sinakatuparan sa katauhan ni Kristo. Amen? As I end this message, let me make a conclusion. The God of priority calls for us, my friends, calls for the rebuilding of the temple and covenant faithfulness. Bring this home, my friends. I know you're home already. But give careful thought to your ways. At isabuhay natin ang panawagang ito. Let me share with you several application questions para naman po translate natin ito sa ating mga buhay. Are there misplaced priorities or priorities in your life? Preoccupied ba tayo, mga kapatid, with, you know, personal comforts? Hindi po masama yun. Gaya ng sinabi ko, hindi naman masama yun sa mata natin. Pero kung napapabayaan ng templo ng Diyos, sa mata ng Diyos, mali na yun. Right? That's why ang pamantayan natin ay ang panuntunan ng Diyos. While you are living in your paneled house, you have abandoned the fulfillment of the construction of the temple. I don't know, may, maybe each, some of us, we have pledged for the support of the ministry in lighthouse, church planting, building of lighthouses. At nakalimutan mo na. Because of the pandemic. Dahil, you know, may dahilan naman. Dahil may pandemic. Maybe it's high time for you to renew the calling of the Lord and, you know, realign your priorities with Him. 
Kaibigan, how's your personal worship sa ating Panginoon? Palamuti na lamang ba ang templo ng Diyos? Yes, may online worship. Yes, may, pero may online games din. May online movies. May Korean novela. So lahat yan nagagawa mo during the week. The sin that easily entangles. Alam niyo po, the pastors under my care would always tell me, alam niyo pastor, marami po talagang fall out when physical worship stopped. But those who have stayed, these people are the well discipled ones. Mga talagang disipulo ni Kristo. Kaya kung ikaw ay nakatutok pa rin sa ating Panginoon, you are a disciple of Christ. Naalala ko lamang po, just to illustrate it very quickly, yung awitin ni Gary Valenciano, yung awiting dati-rati. Kasi po yung kantang yon, sinulat na parang romantic siya, but it was actually written as a connection with the Lord. Gaya ng dati ang title. Allow me to uh, sing uh, just a part of it. Acapella lamang po. Sabi ganon dito, Dati-rati Laman ng puso mo Ay ang pangalan ko Lagi ako sa isip mo Dati-rati Inaawitan pa Labi ay may ngiti Mga matay Nagniningning Ngunit ngayon Nagbago na Nasaan na Init ng pagsinta Pangako mo'y hindi Magwawakas Nagsasalita po ang ating Panginoon At sinasabi niya Namimiss ko na yung worship mo Kung itutuloy mo po yung kanta In the end Nahimasmasan din yung umawit at ang sabi niya sa Panginoon Panginoon ako'y nabulag ng mandarayang mundo ako'y patawarin mo mula ngayon ang buhay kong ito'y iaalay sa'yo Gamitin mo ako Gaya ng dati Gaya ng dati Gaya ng dati Alam ko po na ang sitwasyon natin ngayon ay talagang napakabigat at dahil dito nagbago ang priority natin Pero sana, kapatid hindi nagbago yung priority mo sa pagsamba sa ating Panginoon. Amen? Have you been neglecting the temple of the Holy Spirit? May binubulong sa iyo ang Diyos ngayon. Do not try to push it away. Do not disregard. Maring alam mong mali ang iyong ginagawa. Tuloy-tuloy lang, walang conviction. Give careful thought to your ways. Why? Because your, our past actions have brought us nothing but destruction, Right? Lalong-lalo na po nung wala tayo kay Kristo. But this is the most important, my friends. Have you received Jesus Christ, 
the temple and the everlasting covenant as your Lord and Savior. Let me summarize now. The God of priority calls for the people, calls for the rebuilding of the temple and the covenant faithfulness. Amen? Amen. Sa inyo pong kinalalagyan, pwede po bang magpuri tayo sa ating Panginoon? Our praise and worship team, our Levites, will lead us now into a worship song. And let it, let it minister to us. Abutin natin nawa ang puso ng Diyos sa ating pagpupuri. At ako po ay babalik para sa ating pananalangin. Amen. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. Try Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. Say
Salamat Levites for that anointed worship. Ano po ba ang pinapahayag ng Panginoon sa atin ngayon? Bago po tayo manalangin, muli ay ipapaalala ko sa inyo ang sinabi ng ating Panginoon. Give careful thought to your ways. People have said this is not the time to rebuild the temple of God. The Lord is saying now, this is the time to rebuild the temple. Do not neglect the temple of God. While you are living in your paneled houses, the temple of God and His covenant should also be prioritized. Amen? Are there misplaced priorities in your life? Kamusta ang worship natin sa ating Panginoon? Kamusta ang ating buhay bilang Kristiyano? Kapatid tayo lumabit sa Panginoon at tumingi ng kanyang basbas. Saan ka man naroon? Mari ka bang tumayo sa iyong kalagayan? Sa iyong kalalagayan. And just allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with you. Hindi po limitado ang banal na spirito in even an online uh, setting like this. Let us pray. Panginoon, maraming salamat sa inyong salita. Narinig ka namin, Lord. Narinig namin ang inyong tinig, Panginoon. At totoo na maraming beses kaming tumalikod, Lord, sa priorities ng iyong templo. We have neglected, Lord, the calling that you have for us to rebuild to renew, to restore. And we have neglected the covenant, Panginoon, in, in so many ways. Kami po ay nagkasala at humihingi po kami ng tawad sa inyong presensya ngayon. Holy Spirit, would you come now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, cleanse us from our iniquities, our wrong priorities, our neglect of your ministries. And allow us now, Panginoon, to rededicate our lives, to rededicate the temple of God. As we continue to consider our ways, Panginoon, let your Holy Spirit descend upon us, Lord, at hayang basbas mo ay manahan sa iyong mga anak. Panginoon, maraming maraming salamat po dahil kailanman hindi ka nagbabago sa dami ng aming mga pagkakamali. Lord, you are uh, our loving God, slow to anger and compassionate, Lord, at hindi ka tatalikod sa iyong mga pangako. Salamat, Panginoon, dahil ikaw ay buhay. Salamat dahil pwede ka naming tawaging ama. Lord, salamat dahil... Ikaw ang aming muog na sa gitna ng mga challenges na meron kami, Lord, kami ay itataguyod mo. 
And yes, Lord, this is our declaration today that we will fix our eyes on You as we now move towards the fulfillment of the rebuilding of Your temple in, in whatever ways possible, Panginoon, sa aming maliit at malaking kakayanan, mga pinagsama-samang uh, plano ng iyong mga anak para mag-reach out, mag-share mag ng salita ng Diyos, mag-church plan, Panginoon. Lord, samahan mo po kami. Let your presence, Lord, dwell amongst us, especially in our hearts, Lord God, na kami ay lumago sa aming pananampalataya at hindi mapabayaan ang aming spiritual na buhay. Panginoon, maraming maraming salamat po. Dahil kailanman hindi mo kami iiwan, hindi hindi mo kami pababayaan. Sa aking mga kapatid na nakikinig, Panginoon, kausapin mo po sila. Patuloy mo pong pagariin ang iyong pangalan, Lord God. At kung sino man po ang hindi pa nakakatanggap ng biyaya ng iyong anak na si Jesus, Lord, I lead them today. I lead them to you today. Lord Jesus, reach out to them. Kapatid, kung hindi mo pa tinatanggap ang Panginoong Jesus bilang Diyos at tagapagligtas ng iyong buhay, say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, reside in my heart and be the temple that, that my life would be the temple that you will dwell on. Panginoon, I am, I am receiving you now in the name of Jesus. Be the Lord and Savior. Baguhin mo po ako, banal na spirito, at hayaang maging katangi-tangi sa iyong mga mata. Hindi sa mata ng mundo, hindi sa pamantayan ng mundo, kundi Panginoon sa iyong pamantayan. Lord, maraming maraming salamat. Patuloy ka naming pinupuri, patuloy ka naming pinasasalamatan as we now move towards the rebuilding and the and the and the covenant in in pursuing the covenant promises that you have for us. Lord, samahan mo po kami. Maraming salamat po sa bawat lighthouse na nakikinig. Patuloy mo pong basbasan at samahan ang bawat isa sa gitna ng pandemyang ito. Pinupuri ka namin, pinasasalamatan, sinasamba at dinadakila sa nag-iisang pangalan mo lamang, Panginoong Jesus. And everyone will say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you, dear Lighthouse.